1: You've seen this, the foodie scene, the brewery scene. It's all skyrocketed. Craft beer's growth in the U.S. has risen greatly and charging right behind it is the popularity of cider beer. Have you seen this? This hard cider. What's going on with that? What's up? And what do you mean by mead? (laughs) What do you mean by mead? Well... John Odgers from the Glass Jug Beer Lab, a craft brewery taproom and beer garden, is here to shed some light. Welcome, John. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. And let's just get right into the show and have you tell us what is cider beer.
0: Um, So, cider beer, or what I think we would call hard cider, is um, a fermented beverage, very much like regular cider, except it's fermented with sugar to give it an alcohol content. So um, I think the best way to refer to it would be hard cider versus cider or cider beer.
1: Why has it grown in popularity? I I know the research shows that it's really coming up behind uh, craft.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Cider is actually one of the oldest alcoholic beverages in the world, uh, along with wine, um, but I, I I agree it's certainly grown in popularity in the last number of years. I personally became more interested in it probably about seven years ago and I would say I've seen it grow considerably in popularity since. Um why? I would say there's a variety of reasons. Um, people are looking for alternatives to beer and wine and liquor. Um people you know, our market people are always looking for something new, something different, something they haven't been exposed to. Um and along with that you know large beer companies um, that you see in the grocery store all have their own cider brands Uh, so that's definitely allowed the product to be more in the mainstream and more in front of the customer Um, and then also smaller craft breweries or uh, craft cideries have opened that have created that more local um, option as well so it's, it's, it's popular because there's more of it, but it's also because I think the consumers have been asking for an alternative.
1: So let's talk about the difference between hard cider and beer.
0: Hard cider is made from fermented apple juice. So whether your juice is fresh pressed from apples or it's purchased from a, a large producer, um, and then it's fermented to create hard cider whereas beer is, at the most fundamental level, created from fermenting grain uh, to create the, the uh, liquid.
1: What alcohol is there in hard cider?
0: Um, I would say you could compare it to the same alcohol c- that you would have in beer or wine. It's, it's created from the fermentation process and adding sugar, which, which um, boosts the alcohol content um, so you're going to find alcohol in cider comparable to mainstream beer. So between four and 7%, but just like more specialized beer styles, you can certainly have cider that goes well above 7% up to close to 20% hmm. as you will with some specialty beers.
1: So, so it sounds like you're saying that cider isn't necessarily st- uh, stronger than beer. It can run the same kind of uh, percentage as beer.
0: Yes, Um, and and I would actually throw in there that I I would say cider is actually more like wine than it is beer because of the the process, of the way it's made, the fact that you're using fruit instead of grain to to, to make it, and it often appeals to um, the wine drinker um, as well as the beer drinker. So in some ways, cider is probably the most diverse beverage on the planet.
1: You know, this is, this is something you may or may not know. I just, I thought of it right now, you know, because the way that you're describing hard cider almost reminds me of just regular, let's go to the mill and have some cider or at a Halloween uh, party and you have cider. So how does it jump from just cider to like an alcoholic beverage?
0: Sure. That's reasonable. Yeah. And, and what it comes down to is the fermentation process and you're fermenting. So you, the cider that you're describing that you would have at at, a, um, you know, in, any activity that you just listed, um, you know, that we serve here at the glass jug as well, non-alcohol cider is when it's fermented with sugar, it creates the alcohol. And we're also using uh, yeasts that are quite often similar to wine or champagne yeasts. And and that is where it mirrors and somewhat the brewing process of making beer. So you're 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 taking that same product, but you're boosting it by the process that allows it to have alcohol in it. So for adults, you know, mm-hmm. for that same that same market of other alcoholic beverages.
1: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you could actually get a little tipsy from hard cider or straight up drunk like you could from beer. Then absolutely, twenty percent. That's huge. Is it healthier? Is the hard cider healthier?
0: Well, I think that's a common perception that I've noticed from consumers. I probably thought the same thing when I first got into cider. Um, I, I would say it is not healthier. A bottle of beer or a, a, a bottle of cider has a very similar caloric number, around two hundred. So, two hundred calories for a glass of beer, you know, other than a light beer or a, a cider. Um, ciders are generally actually higher in carbohydrates as well because of the amount of sugar that's used to make them. Um, And also, we don't really have that many options for light ciders. So generally speaking, ciders are actually higher in calories and carbohydrates than beer. The difference, and why I think it appeals to consumers, is that it is a gluten-free product. All cider, being that it's not made from grain, does not contain gluten. And also people just generally feel drinking a glass of cider that they're less full or maybe not bloated, mm. something that some beer drinkers would say. So while it may not be healthier, it has a different way it makes you feel.
1: Mm. And gluten, that's a big thing now. So that's very right. important. So so for those who may have never had a hard cider and... um I'm just trying to see if you could describe the, the difference in the taste between beer and hard cider.
0: Well, I guess if, we're, if, we, if we were to speak to a, to a basic hard cider, um, a plain cider made from apple juice with nothing else added to it, it's going to taste the most like apple, apple juice or the cider that you get at the farmer's market. Um, whether it's clean or filtered, clean filtered or unfiltered that's what's going to taste the most like. whereas i think beer if you think of the most basic beer when a person says i don't like beer or i like beer and they're thinking of you know a light beer that's made from the most basic ingredients i would say they taste quite different apples versus the the sweet malty flavor of beer so while, while they may appeal to the same audience i think they taste drastically different
1: that makes sense yeah. Um, I myself, I'm not a big beer drinker, but I could probably do the hard cider just because of that. I wouldn't feel like I'm drinking the, you know, the taste of the malt and so forth. Sure. So, so what about cider? Is it cheaper than beer? Um,
0: Not really. If you look no. at the price point of, of cider in the grocery store or in a specialty store like the glass jug, um, you're going to see a similarity in price between a six-pack of of a, of, a, of a standard cider and a six-pack of a standard beer. Um, but you can find many var- varieties or styles of cider or beer that go much higher in price point. So really, I would say, generally speaking, it's about the same.
1: So what are some of the different types of hard cider and what makes them unique? Sure.
0: Um, so cider itself is broken down into what I would say, three styles. Um, you have modern, modern cider, which I think is the most common that us in America are drinking, which is made from cooking and table apples. It's generally kind of bright and refreshing and easy to drink. Um, the more, actually they're all easy to drink. Uh, the heritage style would be another style and that uses more specific cider apples, heirloom apples. Um, it's more complex, and a lot of the ciders that we see from Europe and the styles that originate in Europe um, that a lot of American cideries are now also making, that would be heritage. Um, and then the third would be specialty ciders, which is a very broad style because it can include ciders that have other fruit added, that they're hopped. They have different spices added. They're aged on wood or in uh, wood barrels. They can be sour. And then there's iced ciders, which are the higher ABV. Um, so those are your three styles that I would generally say are out there. And then there's different families underneath that, which I'll cover real quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, general cider, which is made from apples, Perry cider, which is made from pears. So it's the same process, but it's pears instead of apples, um, fruit cider, which is going to be an apple or a pear based cider with additional fruit added. So berries is is a common, um, example. Um, the fourth family, I would say, is botani- botanical, which, again, is an apple or a pear-based cider, but then you have plant-based ingredients that are added, so hops, spices, vegetables, herbs, flowers, like mm-hmm. hibiscus. Um, and then the last family would be dessert cider, which is going to be definitely the richest, the sweetest, maybe the higher ABV, and those can be wood-aged, um, so Asian barrels. It can be ice cider, um, so... I hope that wasn't too much information, but that, I would say that's the styles of families.
1: No, that's the kind of generally. information we're looking for. Actually, Great. I didn't realize there was so many varieties. So if I'm coming into the glass jug and I'm thus like never had the cider before, out of all those different varieties you mentioned, where would you possibly direct me?
0: Uh, in that case, I would probably recommend mixing a four or a six pack. So, because we have many options of all these different families and styles, um, and probably lean towards the, the cider, peri cider, um, and fruit initially. So, you're going to be able to say, you know, you're going to be able to try a couple ciders that are just apple, um, maybe some, a couple things in cans that are a lower price point, um, something that's made with pears, so you can just see the difference, and then a fruit cider, which is probably the most popular style these days. So, it's going to be an apple based here at the glass jug an apple based cider with strawberry or lemon or some blend of fruit mm. or fruit uh, fruit juice that's added. Um, that's what I would start you with.
1: Well, I think we've covered hard cider pretty well. So let's talk about sure. mead. Most people sure. only know mead from books and movies set in medieval times. So what is mead? Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. I, I came into mead the opposite way. So I learned about mead, and then as it become more popular in shows like um, the ones that you mentioned, it's like, oh yeah, like on that show. And I'm like, oh cool, I haven't seen that show, but yes. So mead, uh, mead is made from fermenting honey uh, instead of fermenting grain or grapes or apple juice. Where you're fermenting the fermentable sugar is honey, which produces an alcoholic beverage um, known as mead. So Again, it can uh, vary drastically in ABV and then what's added to it.
1: So what kind of variety are we looking at when we're talking mead?
0: Generally speaking, you're going to see mead that's either a, a honey base um, or more, more common, something has had fruit, spices, grain, or hops added to it. So in the alcohol range, usually varies from 4 to 18%.
1: All right. Well, this has been very informative, but if you'd like to learn more or even uh, taste some samplings of cider and mead, you may want to check out the Craft Cider and Mead Tasting Experience on February 26. And John, I'll let you tell our listeners all the event details.
0: Well, we've put together an event here at the glass jug that we've held, uh, several winters past, which was the craft cider experience that allows, uh, guests to come into the store and the beer garden on a Saturday afternoon, um, purchase a, what we call a punch card to sample, uh, cider and this year meat as well, um, at our property from 12 to four on Saturday, the 26th. And we do have reps that'll be here representing several brands of cider and mead where you can sample two to three ounce samples of of five or 10, uh, your choice and talk to the reps about the brands that they're pouring. Um, It's pretty exciting. We've done it several years in the past and we've held separate cider and mead events this year, since we're coming off, you know, the two years of the pandemic, we wanted to get a little closer to what we did in 2018 and 2019 and offer the full experience with meeting reps. So I've combined and allowed a little bit of mead to come in with the cider because I think there is an overlap of both the producer and the customer. So I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we're, we're trying to keep it uh, manageable given um, the current pandemic situation. So uh, while I wanted to invite 25 or 30 vendors we've kept the list a little shorter on purpose which uh i'm pretty excited about so we'll also have a food truck here one of our favorites stairway to vegan um, stairway to Vegin, which is a vegan food truck that'll be out back during the event Um, and in case your listeners are interested i will list the uh the producers that'll be here we'll have ancho cidery from washington dc appalachian mountain cidery from here in north carolina and boone uh, Botanist and Barrel Cidery, which is right up the road in Cedar Grove, north of Hillsboro. Uh, Honey Girl Meadery, right here in Durham. Love these guys. They'll be here. Their uh, head mead maker will be pouring. Uh, James Creek Cider, which is in Cameron, North Carolina, down in the Sand Hills. They do a great selection of, of cider things that are uh, barrel aged as well as just fruit added. Uh, we'll have Shaxbury Cider from Vermont and Stem Ciders from Denver. Um, one other thing I'm going to add is we have a couple other producers that we couldn't squeeze into the building as far as pouring, but we're going to have their products um, included on a table at the front with with our bartenders um, providing samples and education. So there'll be a couple more brands that I didn't list that will also be here. I'm really excited about it.
1: Sounds exciting. Now, do you have a website to refer folks to?
0: Sure, um, our main website, which is uh, glass-jug or glass-jug.com, which is a website for our brewery, our location where I'm at, where this event will be, as well as our downtown location. Um, there is a listing on our Facebook page as well for the Glass Jug RTP that provides all these details. And again, uh, no advance ticket is needed. You can just uh, walk in the door and decide what you want and uh, get 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 started.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you for the education. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, I, I, you know, hopefully folks will check that event out if they're interested.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mary. I really appreciate you having me on.
1: So that was very interesting. And I have something interesting for our nonprofit today. Well, it's always interesting, but this one's a little outside of the box. Uh, when it comes to nonprofits that we usually visit. I picked this one because I thought it was uh, cool and fun to share, especially because it correlates to our topic today. And I got this info from wine enthusiasts, and I thank them for this great information. Now, who knew brewers were so involved in the community? Well, listen to some of these. The Pink Boots Society is a national nonprofit group that promotes collaborative beers regularly, with profits going to sponsor scholarships and programming. El Ale Yazoo Brewing Company teamed up with musician Elizabeth Cook to brew a beer to benefit the Music Health Alliance, a nonprofit that provides musicians with health insurance. And healthcare resources. Baykeeper IPA slash Anchor Brewing. Okay, so Anchor partnered with local nonprofit San Francisco's Baykeeper, which patrols the waterway to stop polluters. Isn't this something? Now, here's another one. I mean, this really runs the extreme. Um, so Fargo Original. Fargo Brewing, has put photos of pups from local shelters on cans of its original lager to help promote pet adoption. So look at what we're doing here. We're talking from, you know, waterway polluters to pet adoptions to uh, musician support. And we also have, uh, this is one you may have heard of, Ales for ALS. Now, this involves multiple breweries. Cheryl and Mike Smith, a fourth generation hop farmers, created a program that provides a special hop blend to brewers across the country, whereby proceeds from beer sales made with this blend benefit a nonprofit biotech firm that works to cure ALS. Isn't this something? So, um, you know, what I would suggest in my today dot 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 <laughs> is think before you drink and choose a beverage that gives back. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Hope to see you soon.